who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hi. Hi. That was really, Hi. that was like my Ruby voice. Hi. Hi, Ruby. Hi. Hi, Ruby. I go up like 17 decibel, decibels. The octaves, they increase. What's your doggo voice? Hi. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Um, our, our babe, Ashley, her doggo Scarlet had its birth, her birthday. Oh, what a good pup. Adorable. 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 Cutie pup. Cutie pup. So what's up? So, so that movie we saw last night. Oh, so good. Um, we saw where the crawdads sing. So good. Yes. If you haven't read the book, read the book first. Just read the book first. Just read it. Because it gives you context, right? You understand Mm -hmm. more about what's going Mm -hmm. on in the movie. Mm -hmm. And then jump in. Jump Jump in. in. The lawyer. And then then cry a lot. Yeah, we cried. We cried. I think I cried. I think I cried three separate times. Yeah. There was tears in my eyes multiple times. And fuck Chase Andrews. Oh my he god, got but that actor what was man, coming. He got what was coming to him anyway. You hated him so much, and the actor hated, did a great job. Did a good job. It was really good. You hated him. Yeah. It was re- yeah. I would recommend best movie I've seen in a long time. Same, actually. And one of the things that I find like movies are usually very long. Like that's mm-hmm. why I don't love a movie. Because mm-hmm. it's so long, but I going to the movie, yeah. Because then at yeah. home I can be like, phone, yeah. do something, snacks, mm-hmm. like I don't know, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, peeing. I needed to pee midway through the movie, but like didn't want to miss anything, so mm-hmm. I just no. held it. 
yeah but it was good really good 10 out of 10 would recommend yeah actually five stars mm-hmm. five what are you reading same as last week me too same all adults here point. no <laughs> no wait wait uh that was one i grew up you all grow up me. and leave me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I was thinking yeah. about the title and it must have been something that that guy said to the girls. Yes. Yes. Ew! It makes it even worse. He's just gross. Ugh. Blah. Hate it. If you're, It's a good book if you're going to read it, obviously. Just Trigger me. warning. Yeah. Um, my boss told me that the book we're reading now... The last thing he told me is being turned into a TV show. Boop, oh, snap. Boop, boop. Yeah. It'll, I think it's on um, Apple TV. It's like an Apple TV special. Don't got it. Apple TV. Hardly newer. <laughs> Apple TV. Yeah, I don't know. I could be lying Who's about she? that. I'm probably lying. Don't. I mean, you heard what it a liar. Yeah. What a liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. My fire. pants are on fire. Not fire. Really, no. Who knows? Anyway, kind of cool. We'll Put have to out. watch that. I guess. I hope it's not like a Bear Town thing, though. Yeah, that was disappointing. See, because that's where Crawdads went right. They didn't mm-hmm. fuck up everything so that it was like <laughs> totally not like the book. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who is that character even? It was all mm-hmm. very much the same. Yes. Accurate. It was yeah. great. It was great. Yes, they did a good job. Even their interpretation of the book. Great. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Although the bangs thing is still, still throwing <laughs> yes. me off. You made me laugh. You made me laugh in the theater. Because <laughs> she has bangs, obviously, in the movie. And Caitlin's like, that's a choice for when you're in the marsh. <laughs> Honestly. I'm like, why would you? What are you doing? Looking in the mirror being like, you know what? I should have some bangs. Bangs. That's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing because, like, I kind of went and stalked her name's like Daisy Edgar Jones or something. I kind of went and stalked her Instagram, and she, like, in her everyday life has bangs. So I'm guessing it was probably like Mm -hmm. just a transition. Like, maybe they filmed those scenes first or whatever. Right. Yeah. True. 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 Just, just interesting. Yeah. Should we talk about this book? Let's talk about this book. Shoot, sorry. I've got two new babes. Sorry, bookkeeping. Olivia and Lexi. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. We hope that you're happy. I hope you're well. Okay, (laughs) now let's talk about this book. (laughs) Oh, my God. You were were like giving me a little teaser in the theater yesterday. I was going big eyes at her. And you weren't kidding. You're like, it all comes together. And I was like, I was on chapter 25 and I'm like, but how? Well, it's unfolding. This how. They did their laundry and then they said, fuck that and unfolded it. Hey, uh, that's like a Marty move. I fold all his laundry and then he just like puts it in a pile somewhere. They pulled a Marty. Oh, (laughs) yep. Love you, Marty. Yep. yep. Okay. 
We are reading chapters 21 to Dirty 30, baby. One year ago. We're having a little flashback right now. Owen has snuck up on Hannah in her workspace in the middle of the workday, which is surprising to her because he doesn't usually do that. She's just like in her own little zone doing her wood turning. So she's like, turning hey, that what wood. are you doing here? Turning that wood. <laughs> um, Owen comes in. She can tell that he's like kind of off. His vibes are off. They have a little chat. Um, Owen ignores a call from Avid, and that was unusual for him. So Hannah calls him out on this, and he tells her that Avid's been, quote, a little irrational about the IPO. Now, I meant to look up IPO. No idea what that means. You? Don't know. Cool. So he's just being a little irrational about something. IPO. Uh, interpersonal. Overies. IPO meaning. I'm just going to look it up real quick. Okay. Let's all. Initial public offering for the stock market. That makes sense. (laughs) Suddenly that makes sense. Yeah. So he's been stressed about that. Um, Hannah is making this chair for a client that sounds absolutely stunning. And so much so that Owen has decided that he wants to keep it. Um, I don't know if that's going to come back or if that's just kind of like hinting at his because they they weren't arguing, but she was like, this is for the client. And he repetitively said, like, we'll see about that. So I don't know if it's maybe showing Mm -hmm. his like stubborn side or what, but true, true. Yeah, it happened. Um. She tells him that her grandfather used to say that people don't want to hear things that will make it work. They want to hear what will make it easier. And this seems to strike a chord with Owen. He feels comforted by that, um, or at least he brushes it all off. Um, In between that, he ignored a couple more calls from Abbott and something is fishy. Fishy, fishy. Fish sticks. And french fries and tartar sauce. Mm. Mm-mm. mayonnaise not about that mayonnaise mayonnaise, mayonnaise with... cake okay do you want a whole jar of mayonnaise or a whole brick of butter oh. <laughs> my dad no. refused to answer it he said chocolate cake because sometimes it requires both <laughs> that's a good smart Glenn. not an answer though not an answer oh, like, it's a non-answer it's a non-answer <laughs> Um, okay, so now we're back present day. Um, Hannah is in the hotel bar and the news is on and it's mostly about the shop and Belle's upcoming interview. And then there's a mention that more charges are going to be laid. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> did, um, so then Hannah is questioning about what Grady had said um and she's wondering if owen really did delete his own past um but then she's kind of like moves on from that thought because she realizes that there are like certain things that you can't erase in her mind um Mm -hmm. like accidental tells almost like words said in passing that have some underlying current of truth um and at this point she starts making a list of the what she calls non-facts 
um, like things that she's learned accidentally from him. Um, for example, the guy from Roosevelt High from that um, antiques market, um, which she did look into, and there are none in Massachusetts, which red flag, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She does find that there's eight Roosevelt High Schools in Texas, so clearly. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm. And then she's also wrote, written down um, the night with the piggy bank at the bar. Um, yeah, because that was fucked. Yeah, that was weird. And then she starts guessing, second guessing, like, am I even remembering things right? Am I in the right state of mind to be doing this? She's kind of questioning, um, questioning her, her thoughts. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She's been um, gaslit. Oh, 100%. Um, So she's at this point, she's like, I, all of his stories can't be false. Like they all can't be lies. I won't (laughs) believe any of them until I'm proven otherwise. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, dumb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dumb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then she starts going on, like, how could the boat trip with his father at 16 and being fired from his first job? And because his high school girlfriend's dog ran away um, and sneaking out to see Star Wars, like how could all of those be lies is what she's getting at. And then one of the um, kind of non facts that she's wondering about is about a professor, about a professor, about a professor, a professor, Dumbledore, Dumbledore, Snape, (laughs) Snape. Severus Snape. Snape. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of those non-facts was about a professor that he loved in college, like platonically, obviously, like he looked up to. Um, and then she's like, what's the name again? I can't remember. I swear you've told the story like a million times. I better wake up this sleeping child and figure <laughs> out what's going on. <laughs> and she responds no literally not cool and so bailey asks like what do you want you woke me up fuck you um and she's just like you know that story that your dad tells over and over again about the professor from university and she's like oh right cookman or cook or something like that well that drugs Hannah's memory and it turns out that this professor Cookman never worked at Princeton shocker Mm -mm. but has been teaching at the University of Texas at Austin for like the past 20 some odd years which Mm -hmm. is an even bigger shocker not like hello it's surprising that he would use his name Mm -hmm. you know like that yeah yeah maybe or yeah I guess like I guess she does have a point I would assume that you would have to have some like thread of the truth weaved Mm -hmm. in there so that you're not keeping track of like three different lives yeah I was trying to I was trying to think of that like when you were mentioning that like could you imagine just making up lies and telling Mm -hmm. them to your husband and then like keeping them straight no I can't I'm not like I get the truth confused sometimes I don't honestly Hannah knows what they need to do they get in a cab 
Hannah thinks that if this pans out, it's the first real proof that Owen lied about his story. <laughs> the first? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and that his real story may begin and end in Austin. So they are heading to the Department of Mathematics to Professor Cookman's office. Bailey pulls up a photo of her and her dad, Owen, from 10 years ago in hopes that that version of him might resemble like 10 years before that version of him. Mm -hmm. Um, Hannah lies and says that admissions has sent them over to sit in on one of Cook's classes. Um, This works and the was like a teacher's assistant like a TA or something yes yeah yeah they were like um research students yeah research students she brings her to the class but she tells them not to interrupt the class and they accidentally interrupt the class classic Um, and then right and then they go and talk to him afterwards um they show him a picture of Owen and ask if they know his name um and then he took his class 26 years ago Cook is like, you don't know his name, but you have a photo of him? Like, what is going on here? Honestly, great question. That's an amazing question. Totally. Yes. Like, that is a very... What's his name? He was your student. You taught him 26 years ago in this class. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Bailey tells him that it's her father and Hannah chimes in that he may have changed his name now. So they're trying to sort of explain to Cook what's going on without like explaining it to Cook. Cook can't help them and tells them to try the registrar's office. Bailey asks, what are we going to ask them if they have a student on file that now goes by Owen Michaels, but used to go by something else? (laughs) I'm like, valid fucking question. Like, what are you going to ask them? This is true. So Cook's like, yes, sorry, not sorry, and goes to walk away. And then Hannah is super desperate. She says, um, Owen was, quote, the worst student you ever had. She talks about how Cook had framed this bad exam. And suddenly Cook realizes that he knows who she's talking about because he did, in fact, frame that exam, which was kind of funny. Um, he asks to see the picture again, and he says to Bailey, what did he do? And instead of all the other things that Hannah thinks Bailey could say about her father in that moment, all she says is, he lied to me. Um, and then Cook says, come with me. Come with me. So back finally in Cookman's- a lead. Oh, finally, honestly, really. Back in Cookman's office, he is shocked to hear that Owen is now a coder at the shop um, because at the time that he taught him, he was interested in working in mathematical theory at the university and those two career paths aren't really related. Um, but Hannah thinks that, that maybe this is the perfect cover then. Um Cookman remembers who he is, but he looked quite different um, back then. Longer hair, much heavier. Um, And he quotes, but he can't remember his name off the top of his head. He's even like kind of frustrated, like his exam was on my wall for years and blah, blah, blah. I can't believe I can't remember his name. He quotes Einstein saying, so far as the theories of mathematics are about reality. They are not certain so far as they are certain. They are not about reality and which AKA 
means we don't know shit about anything, which <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, which is like help helpful, super helpful. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Please quote some more Einstein to me. Yes, yes. Um, the grad students come back with a list of 73 names from Cookman's class the year that Owen took the class. Um Cookman doesn't even recall the name looking at it. Um, and there's no Owen or a Michaels on the list, but there are 50 men and hopefully he's on there. Um, he does tell them that he remembers that he was a nice, smart kid um, and that the poor midterm mark wasn't really all his fault. Um, his attention was um, preoccupied by a particular woman in the class. Um, obviously there was only 23 women in a class of 73. So, um, she stood out quite a bit as a beautiful, smart woman. Um, and Hannah makes a note, like mental note saying like, he always said that, um, he fell in love with his first wife in college. And he's wondering if this is true. Owen had explained to the professor in a letter that he was in love with this woman in the class that was taking up all his time and that his work was suffering because of it. Um, Cookman's response was to smarten up or he'll put the love letter on the wall right beside (laughs) the midterm. They are shocked to see that there's no Olivia on the list either. Interesting. Surprise, Cookman can't remember her name either, um, but she was a better student than Owen. But I guess technically everybody was if he was the worst student. (laughs) Super true. Something, again, Hannah, Hannah being like unrealistic, she like clung to the fact that Cook said that he was a good student. Like Mm -hmm. she was like, oh, that gives me like comfort. It's like, yeah, yeah. like you're really you're really searching you're really yes 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 and like if he had lied about everything about his life what would make her make her think that her name's olivia like the original wife's name or bailey's mom's name is olivia it's like hello hello Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep that's really true um so we're back to another little flashback it's 14 months ago Hannah and Owen had just gotten married. They just had a really small wedding with a dinner at a nice small restaurant and Bailey even attended. So Hannah was pleased with that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're reflecting. This is after the wedding. They're like, how does it feel to be a husband? How does it feel to be a wife? Which I imagine it feels the exact same. I don't know. It feels exactly the same. <laughs> it's like when someone's like, how does it feel to be another year older? You're like, the same as the I same. felt yesterday. <laughs> awesome. Um, so they're reflecting on their second date and Owen had asked Hannah a lot of questions. Um, I wrote this down just because I thought it was odd. He wanted mm-hmm. to learn about her past lovers to avoid becoming one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a sketchy thing to say. I don't like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I um, was shocked when she said that they, he asked her a lot of questions. And yeah. I was like, mm, yeah. On her second date. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he was like, well, I didn't know if we'd have another date, but it's like, if you genuinely didn't think you were going to have another date, why would you ask someone a million questions? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you really didn't care. And then that chapter sort of just ends with Hannah feeling like her relationship with Owen is quote, like finding your way home end quote. And on that note, it is very interesting because it talks about it later, how Hannah never really had a family or like what you would call a home. Right. And if she told Owen this, do you think that he like took advantage of that? Yeah, probably. Probably. And like, I feel like she's easily because of that, obviously she's clinging to whatever. And that's probably why she doesn't want to give up hope that he's Mm -hmm a good guy mm-hmm. deep down kind of thing and like talk about abandonment issues her mom well, left her yeah. and then he just disappears like and he knows that too like that yeah. would be i'd be pissed because he's yeah he would know that the mom yeah left. yeah but like obviously mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't care about her oh yeah true 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 i guess he wants to save his uh his uh butt for himself yeah. his butt himself but whatever yeah but but Butts, 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 butts. Okay, so Hannah and Bailey head to the main research library. They start um, looking for yearbooks, and their search is able to rule out some people right away. Um, and then Jules calls. Um, Hannah had sent her to the house in search of Bailey's piggy bank just to follow up on the non fact of that piggy bank. Um, and she's wondering if the L Paul from the wood will from the wood from the will (laughs) could be the piggy bank because the side of the piggy bank says lady Paul on it. Um, Mm. but it turns out there's a small steel safe with inside the piggy bank, but like, how'd that get in there is my question. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. Jules also informs them that they've also indicted Jordan Maverick who is the COO of the shop and Owen's counterpart so yikes not good yeah Mm -hmm. um and Max's contact at the FBI also mentioned that some of the software just became functional so Hmm. is Owen working on it from wherever he is oh I didn't even think of that yeah I don't and like what does Anyways. that mean like can, can yeah they, are they not like is it not fraudulent fraudulent if the software is working well that's or? that's what I was thinking too I was like well it's working so then why is everybody all have their panties in a knot <laughs> yeah get your panties out of that knot undo the knot it's fine um, so after the phone call with Jules, the church lady calls them back and says that they should have accounted accounted for the scrimmages as well, because the scrimmages are as well as attended as the regular season games um, and that she might have something that there is one date that lines up and it's for the Reyes Smith wedding. Um, so they're frantically looking at the list. There's no Reyes on the list, but there is one Smith. Their name is Catherine Smith. Um, 
she just automatically thinks that it must have been an old friend and that he came back for the wedding. Perhaps it was a girlfriend. Maybe it was the girl from the class. But no, it turns out that the Reyes in the wedding is the the bride and her name was Andrea. So it was Andrea and Char- Reyes and Charlie Smith's wedding. So boo, womp womp, feels like dead end already. And then dead end. Maybe- Maybe Catherine is then related to Charlie, is what they're thinking. They then start searching for Catherine in the yearbook, and they find a photo of like a debate club at a bar called the Never Dry. And Bailey's like, that's the bar from the wedding reception that we went to. And then as they zoom in further, all come to the quiet realization that Catherine looks exactly like Bailey. It's not like who Bailey and Hannah have always believed her mother to be. It's not the Olivia that they see in pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, Bailey is obviously and clearly distraught, rightfully so. um, And she's adamant on needing to get to the bar right right away. And I mean... The voice of reason here is Hannah. And she's like, hold on, let's talk this out. Come on, <laughs> Hannah. Like, come on. Seriously, yeah. you're you're one to talk. Um, yeah. Bailey just puts out the ultimatum saying, like, I'm going with her without you. So you coming or you going? Yeah, Piss or get off the pot. Exactly. Yeah. Guess what? They're in a <laughs> cab on their way to the never dry bar. Hannah is trying real hard on the cab ride there to Google Catherine Smith, etc., but is coming up empty-handed. I mean, it's a very general name. Common, um, common. Yeah. And Bailey is obviously upset. I mean, she just saw her own face staring back at her. Like, that would be shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hannah ends up finding Charlie Smith's Facebook profile and there are no updates since 2009. Questionable. He is, mm-hmm. Hmm. he is married to Andrea Reyes on Facebook. This is something interesting mm-hmm. for Hannah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They get to the bar. Um, Bailey goes to walk in and Hannah tells her to stay outside. She's worried about seeing Catherine Smith there. Thinking like, what if Owen took Bailey from this Catherine? Like, I don't know. But they're both essentially thinking the same thing. So mm-hmm. Bailey finally agrees because Hannah's like, I'm just going to make sure it's safe. Okay. And then I'll come get you. Hannah goes in. The bar is sounds quite lovely. Um, it's got like a speakeasy vibe to it. There are framed photos behind the bar. And she starts reading some of the names. And suddenly Charlie Smith is standing in front of Hannah telling her that they don't usually open until 6 p.m. Interesting. Mm. Um, One of the thoughts that she has is that she feels like this guy looks like Bailey. So cool. Yeah. (laughs) This is the guy whose wedding Bailey and Owen were at. So Mm -hmm. she suddenly has a connection to Owen's previous life. So she's like, this trail is hot. I need to 
get this guy talking. I need to ask him some mm-hmm. questions without like directly asking him questions. Yeah. So Hannah lies and starts engaging him in conversation. She knows that he, I don't know, he did some architecture thing. So she lies and says that she's going for a job at the place where he studied, blah, blah, blah. And they're having a chat. She finds out that the bar used to be his grandfather's bar. His wife is also now his ex-wife and they had twins together. So he's got two young sons. Apparently Kate is his sister and he says that they quote lost her, which Mm -hmm. I didn't know quite what that meant. I think we find out but I'm also still not sure what that means Mm -hmm. so um his boys are 11 we find that out too Hannah goes in for one last lie and asks if he could help her find someone um she tells him this extravagant fib about how they met him forever ago when she was there with Jules doing the hot sauce festival Um, and that they had a really good connection and now her friend's going through a divorce. So she really wants to like, see if she can find this guy for her friend or whatever, which is what sounds sounds likely. Uh, Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the excuse that I would use though. After you just found out that they quote unquote lost her, obviously that means that she's passed away is what I would assume, but like, you can't just. And then be like, oh, so the your um, sister's uh, ex-husband um, who took the nope. daughter. She's yeah. going for it. She's yeah, she's going just for going for it. Um, and so she shows him this photo of Owen and Charlie fucking snaps. He ends up breaking her phone screen. Like he's pissed. He's like pushing her up against a wall yelling at her it does not seem cool at all and it's getting very aggressive very quickly Mm -hmm. um he says to her this is my family you're messing with which I thought was interesting suddenly someone interrupts the conversation and it's Bailey and I think she, she says don't touch her or something I can't remember yeah um but Charlie looks at her and suddenly realizes who she is and tears up while asking her Kristen Bailey's like no my name's not Kristen (laughs) um the vibes get real weird in there real quick everybody's got some thoughts about what's happening Charlie really wants Bailey and Hannah to stay so that he can explain further like what exactly is going on But Hannah is rightfully feeling hella uneasy around him, as she should. He just broke her phone and, like, assaulted her, essentially. True. True. Um, So her and Bailey literally run away. Yes. They skedaddle. They gotta go. They gotta go. They they G to G. Like, right now. Right now. So they're literally running away. um and trying to lose charlie but they can see that he's following them which that's scary um and so yeah they're running and bailey says to hannah so like what if i told you that i remember charlie and also i remember being called Kristen?" cool 
And then she asks Hannah, do you think that Kate is my mother? It's like, well, yeah, duh. (laughs) But like, maybe I'm wrong, too. Come on. Maybe. I don't know. Um, then Bailey also, as they get to the hotel, Bailey's like, who do I even trust here? Like now she's not sure if she trusts Hannah even. Um, and Hannah's already feeling paranoid and she's feeling like they got to get out of here, like stat ASAP Rocky. Yeah. So they got to get out of here uh, right now. Mm -hmm. And she even thinks that people are like watching them because somebody like looked at them as they went to go in the the elevator. So they're like, let's take the stairs. Paranoid. Yup. And also the bats. There were some bats up in there. There was bats. No, 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 no. Batman. Bats. Bats. Well, yeah, I did write bats question mark. And then I was like, what was the bats about? Yeah, I don't know what they're about. I just like bats, so I thought that would be cool. True. True. Okay. 18 months ago, they are on, this is Hannah and Owen, they're on a plane. She is moving from New York to San Fran. San Francisco. Um, I think she's having some, like, anxiety about it, obviously. It's, like, a whole thing. Yeah. So she asks him if there is anything she should know about him. Um... She asked him to tell her about Olivia. She says that she knows the basics, that they, it was his college sweetheart. She was a teacher. She was from Georgia. But she wants to know what Bailey's mother was like now that she'll be living with Bailey. Like, she's, I think she's just sort of um, projecting her anxiety out, like, ah, help. Yeah. Um, but also interesting that she asked Owen if there is anything she should know about him like I wonder if she almost picked up on the vibe but probably who knows yeah um Owen ends up telling her this story about a time when the little family went to Los Angeles and a tiger escaped the zoo it was found sleeping in a backyard and it just so happened that it was a backyard of a little boy who had visited the zoo, I think like two weeks prior and had bonded with the tiger, like really wanted to take it home. And it was a whole thing. Um, And Olivia was absolutely obsessed with this story. And she thought it was proof that quote, sometimes you find your way to the place that wants you most. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, she wants reassurance from Owen that they're doing the right thing. She feels weird about joining this family because she hasn't had one since her grandpa died. And the once a year happy birthday phone calls from her mom really don't count, which is fair. This is fair. Yeah. Um, and she tells him that she trusts him more than anything. And then I wrote, okay, (laughs) cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. Owen's probably like at that point was like, yes, coaching. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Tricked ya. Tricked ya. Tricked ya. Big time. Gotcha. So I feel like Hannah has kind of like officially lost it in this moment. She is very mm-hmm. like panicked. Um, she is adamant that they're going to drive back to california because they Mm -hmm. think that because she thinks that they're in danger and that they're in over their heads i mean like hello (laughs) um 
she sends a text to Jake um, and tells him to get back to her ASAP about Catherine um, and fills him in about the brother, Charlie um, asks for a birth certificate and for Kristen, as well as a marriage and death certificate. Um, and she also is like, so you can't reach me by phone now and I'm going to smash it. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but before she does, Ooh. she does one last Google search. And it's the photo of the parents that were at the bar. She remembers the name Nicholas Bell and Meredith Smith. She noticed that his the photos of Nicholas like weren't around, um, but the name sounds really familiar and an article comes up right away. Um, so it turns out that this Nicholas Bell was a young lawyer that came from nothing. He was the first person from his high school to even go to college, let alone become a lawyer. He could have gone to college anywhere. He could have moved anywhere. He was like a really, obviously really good lawyer, um, but decided to become a public defender anyways, and took the classes or took the cases that nobody wanted. Mm -hmm. And he even got the nickname, the good lawyer. Um, but how did he go from that to the quote unquote bad lawyer? Um, he ended up becoming the most trusted advisor to the largest crime syndicate in North America. How does that happen? I know, right? (laughs) He spent 30 years representing them and got them off on like 18 counts of murder, 28 28 indictments uh, for drug trafficking, and 61 counts of extortion and fraud. So obviously he's a target. Things things go wrong when his daughter is hit by a car, but he believes that it was staged to find her while he was watching his granddaughter. Like, I think he... He thinks it's a personal attack. Yeah, a personal attack. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, And it's all because of a court court case that didn't go in their favor. Um, His son-in-law blames Nicholas um, and is too angry to listen to him. The son-in-law knows too much, though, and becomes the lead witness in the case that puts his father-in-law, Nicholas Bell in prison um then they leave this the son-in-law and the daughter never to be heard from again the son-in-law goes by ethan young so there we've got owen's real name and the daughter you're ethan ethan young you're not owen um and then the daughter it's confirmed that the daughter's name was Kristen. And then she Hulk smashes the phone. Which is so stupid because when you just squish a phone, you're just ruining your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Everything is in the cloud. Like your SIM card. You could have just left the phone at the hotel or like mailed it somewhere. Exactly. What's the point of smashing it? You don't need to go all Hulk. For funsies. For funsies. Yes. Um, so then she, um, is, comes out into the 
into the hotel room and Bailey is nowhere to be found. Obviously, I felt like that was coming a mile away. And then shit, I got no phone. She's so dumb. Dummy, (laughs) dummy. Dumb, dumb. Um, Then there's somebody at the door. She's like, oh, thank goodness. It's Bailey. She's back. Don't have to think the worst. And instead, it's Grady. And he's essentially like, well, you fucked up, didn't you? He sure did. (laughs) That's how that goes. It goes all the way to the top. To the top. It goes all the way to the top. Yeah, you weren't kidding. Oh, goes all the way to the top. That last chapter, like, really kind of put it all into Mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So essentially, Owen or Ethan. Ethan, Othan? Yeah. Othan. Yen? E. Eon? Eon? Othan? Othan. Anyway, Owen. Bailey is his daughter. Yes, yes. But he came up with a new identity because he feels like he's running from like the mob, essentially. A major crime syndicate, yes. Yes. Because he put the father-in-law in jail. Yes. Right. And I would assume he's afraid that the father-in-law will be like, take him out. I'm assuming. Or like the mob peeps might be pissed that their lawyers in jail now and like true yes yes but like they shouldn't have killed his wife yeah well yeah or wait was it his wife it was his daughter it wasn't it the daughter wife it's owen's wife yeah so yeah they killed his daughter catherine yeah they killed Mm -hmm. catherine yeah yeah yeah. but Mm -hmm. like don't just go killing people but i mean the mob so also mob can't really tell him what to do (laughs) (laughs) so like now we're on the last quarter right next week will be the end of the book will it are we halfway yeah we're on week three oh shoot okay yeah yeah that makes sense no yeah 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 Yeah. we're on week three okay i write it up okay thanks thanks (laughs) what is time so (laughs) i don't know so next week we'll finish the book yes like what's gonna happen now grady's gonna explain like all of the shit bailey's missing so yeah is she gonna go find charlie like i don't know yeah maybe she'll be i'm assuming that she's gone back to try and get charlie's side of the story maybe I'm he'll thinking. kidnap her maybe yeah maybe but like he so bailey would be his niece Mm-hmm. and his connection to charlie his sister mm-hmm. so he got all teary-eyed when he saw her because yes. it's like his sister exactly right? yes and then and he, he was pissed her. yeah yeah he was pissed about the, the photo baby. of owen because mm-hmm. he took the baby and left yeah yeah yes correct but like why could you be pissed at Owen? Because his dad is the sketchy one. I know. Yes. That was my thinking too. I'm like, well, yeah, I would peace out too. Yeah. Like if you feel like your your wife has just been killed, you feel like your family is mm-hmm. being targeted. Yeah. Especially if I testified in court against the mob. Yeah. But also like, remember how I said to you last week, 
why isn't Owen like, hey, some sketchy shit has gone on in my past. I can't tell you about it. Honestly. But just know, like, this isn't my real name or whatever. Like, just even a little morsel of it. Well, honestly, because like, yeah. Because I feel like that's something that you could tell your wife. Yes. Right? Yes. Without having to tell her any details if you didn't yes, want to. Exactly. And like, and at least put it on the table so that she can decide if she's comfortable with that or not. Yeah. Yeah. So there's maybe, then, uh, there's got to be other layers. There's got to be more. It's an onion. So there's got to be more. Do you think that Owen bailed from the shop because of the potential publicity and not because of his potential collaboration? True. Like he's worried yeah, that he think- got, if he got charged or whatever, like, it would be released and his photo would be released and then people would right. probably know where he was and right stuff. true and then I maybe they come after bailey mm-hmm. true i didn't think her. of it that way i just thought he was like getting into more shit and maybe he was more involved with the mob or some shit in the beginning too like i don't know, I don't know. so what's even gonna happen who Grady's even knows back. i know yeah that's the other thing i'm like what's up with grady U.S. Marshal. It makes sense, though, if it's like a mob vibe. I guess. True. But also, what's up with him? Like, maybe he works for the mob? Wait, no. He was legit. Jake said he was legit. Yeah. And, like, what What? What about Jake? Like, how's he going to get a hold of Hannah now? Mm. Yeah. Well, that was the stupidest thing. I was so pissed the whole time when she was doing yeah. that. I was just like, you're dumb. You're like, it was a poor decision, Hannah. Add it to the list. Put it on your tab. Bad choices. Bad choices. Hannah, bad choices. Michaels or whatever her last whatever. name Yeah, like is. that's sketchy too. If she took his last name, mm-hmm. it's not even a last name. Mm-mm. It's all a joke. Tricked you. Tricked you. Well, Tricked I guess ya. we'll have to read the rest. I guess so. I guess so. Okay. Okay, then. Well, like, whatever. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.